0: For listening to today's episode of JT Cast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training, I am your host Luke Donovan. This month we will discuss two articles over two short episodes from the upcoming issue of the Journal of Athletic Training. In the first episode, I will talk about patient-parent correlations on concussion symptoms ratings. In the second episode, I will explore the findings of a prospective study of the health outcomes of high school football players who sustain concussions. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JAT website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JAT is open access to all readers, thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. The title of the first article is, Concussion Symptom Rating Correlation Between Pediatric Patients and Their Parents, authored by Dr. Tatiana Patsumas and colleagues from the University of Colorado School of Medicine and Children's Hospital Colorado. Let's survey the scene. Within the United States, nearly 2 million sport or recreationally related concussions occur in children and adolescents annually. Diagnosis and treatment concussions rely heavily on self-reported symptoms. As such, when working with children and adolescent patients, the parental involvement is imperative. Parents have the ability to monitor symptoms on an ongoing basis outside the clinical setting. Also, children's knowledge of concussions and the accompanying symptoms has been shown to be influenced by their respective parents' attitudes and knowledge. Therefore, understanding the relationship between patients and parents specific to concussion symptoms can assist medical providers with creating treatment plans and discussing recovery expectations. The Health and Behavior Inventory is a validated instrument that is commonly used to identify the most problematic patient symptom as well as the parental awareness of the symptoms following concussions. As such, the authors describe three primary objectives of this study. First, they examine patient parent correlations in agreement on measures of the concussion symptom frequency after pediatric concussion. Second, the authors determined whether differences in patient-parent agreement existed between children and adolescents. Children were defined as being 8 to 12 years of age, while adolescents were defined as being 13 to 18 years old. And finally, the authors evaluated the association of scores with symptom duration and time to return to play. To be eligible for this study, participants were required to be diagnosed with a sport-related concussion by a board-certified pediatric sports medicine physician, seen for care within 21 days of the injury, between the ages of 8 and 18, and accompanied by a parent or legal guardian during the initial clinic visit. 267 patients were included in the study. At each visit, where the number of visits were dependent on individualized clinical needs of the patient, both the patient and parents completed their respective version of the health behavior inventory. The health behavior inventory consists of 20 questions that are grouped within cognitive and somatic domains. The questionnaire assesses the frequency of concussion symptoms using a four-point Likert scale where a 0 represents never experiencing the system, and a 3 signifies often experiencing the symptom. Considering the number of responses, scores can range from 0, or no symptoms, to 80, or maximum symptom frequency for all symptoms. The participants also completed various health history forms to document the diagnosis of various other injuries or illnesses, such as previous concussion, attention deficit disorder, anxiety, or depression. The authors also tracked the time from injury to when the patient was free of all symptoms as well as the time from injury to when the patient received physician clearance to return to sport. Starting with demographic details, here are the results. Of the 267 patients, 76% were classified as adolescents and 72% were male. On average, patients were evaluated 8.9 days after the injury. Patients reported higher overall cognitive and somatic health behavior inventory scores than their parents. For the total score, the correlation between children and their parents and between adolescents and their parents was high. However, patient-parent ratings correlations were higher for the child age group than the adolescent age group. Additionally, analysis indicated that there was some evidence for systematic disagreement between patient and parent health behavior inventory scores where patients tended to report higher frequency of symptoms. When patient groups were combined, patient scores obtained at the initial post-injury evaluation were associated with symptom resolution time and return-to-play time, but parent ratings in these domains were not. The high correlation between patients and their parents on measures of concussion symptom frequency shows the clinical value of including parental perspectives when assessing pediatric patients with concussions. Although the authors reported high correlations between patients and parents, it is important to note the following. One, large discrepancies in reporting symptom frequency between some patients and parents did exist. Two, Patient-parent correlation among children was better than patient-parent correlation among adolescents, suggesting that clinicians must be extra diligent when assessing symptom frequency among 13- to 18-year-olds. And three, only health behavior inventory scores of the patients were associated with time being symptom-free and time to return to sport. Being aware of both the high associations and discrepancies in patient Parent reporting will aid clinicians with setting expectations for both patients and parents. Continued patient and parent education about sport-related concussions may continue to improve patient-parent reporting agreement. Well, that is it for today's Cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for our next JAT cast episode.